Awesome. Okay, so thank you, everybody. Welcome back to Soul Sessions. We're on episode five already. This is crazy. It's, I'm really enjoying these. Um, for those who haven't tuned in before, Soul Sessions is my bi-weekly podcast presented by Huddling Radio. And um, when Huddling asked me what I wanted to do, I, I, I kind of knew immediately that that all I really wanted to do was use this as a, as a platform to connect with other people within the Web3 space who I respect or admire or I'm intrigued or inspired by. Um, and there was already like a whole host of people that I that I knew that I would get, want to have on the show, um, really having it as a space to talk about everything sort of underneath all the things that we get to talk about so often in this space of what's the next project and promotions and this drop and you know, um, tips and tricks for within the space. But really, I just wanted to create a space and hence the name Soul Sessions to just sort of have this opportunity for us to get to know the people, you know, underneath the the music and underneath the, the tweets on the timeline. Um, so it's a real pleasure to have Everflow with us here today. Um, one of my favorite artists in the space and one of the first people that I kind of came across in this space, actually. So uh yeah everflow maybe i can just start with how i found how i found you in the first place and then of course i will give you an opportunity to introduce yourself to everyone um so back at the start of the year when i when i was first joining the space i i, I this was this was when you know bull market is still very much in play it was it was like trying to find find a radio frequency in a hurricane of trying of trying to sort of find your people and and find your flow so many spaces so many so many places to kind of shill or bask or you know get strategies and and I um wanted to start a space uh that I called the sanctuary space which was just an opportunity for people to kind of come together and for us to just get to know each other because the the beauty of spaces is we have this opportunity to connect in real time but often depending on the theme of the space it's a very sort of focused conversation and you know if we were if we were all connecting in real life there would be that opportunity sort of before and after and on the way there to just talk about life and get to know each other a bit more and and what everybody's and through that kind of get to know what everybody's going through so i started this space and i think everflow joined maybe the second or third one that i ran and um his insights were just amazing it was it was beautiful to have him in the space and i i so appreciated every everything that he shared and and just the insights and reflections were just were just amazing so since then he, he's somebody that i've always been um yeah that is always just a pleasure to see to see his tweets on my timeline and and hear his music and hear what he's up to um everflow please please introduce yourself to everybody yeah, first off, thank you for that great introduction. And I do remember those days, you know, it's funny when you talk about the quote unquote bull run, you know, because <laughs> like I remember those days. <laughs> it was like yesterday when ETH was three grand, right? <laughs> oh, the good old days, hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, you know, but yeah, and um. It's like we're all discovering the space and kind of getting accustomed to things and being curious. And, um, you know, same here, like, you know, I enjoy uh, witnessing your journey as well, you know, and seeing your growth. So first off, you know, I just want to thank you for thinking of me and inviting me to the space. I also want to thank everyone are huddling, you know, the whole team, you know, for creating spaces like this for us to come and share our stories, you know, on a platform like this. So thank you to Huddling and 
No, definitely special thank you to Omateo. Um, you know, my my name is Everflow. I'm a reggae fusion artist from Jamaica. Um, I'd consider myself like a peaceful warrior, always looking on the bright side, serving the sky starter community, you know, elevating the collective consciousness one idea at a time. You know, people ask me like who is a sky starter, you know, sky starter is a good, they're compassionate, you know, positive, creative, uh, but they could also be misfits and misunderstood. You know, the, the, one, the one requirement, you know, the common thread weaving through the sky starter fabric is that we never give up, you know, so no matter where you are in life, you know, what mental state you're in, like, the only requirement to be a part of this sky starter movement is that you just pick yourself up one more time than you fall, you know, and you keep a tenacious spirit and understand that, you know, all the growth in life, it does happen a lot of the time through challenges, you know, a lot of the growth that we experience, you know, is us realizing how strong we are, you know, you look back on things you've been through. And you'd be like, yo, I made it through that. You know, like, you know, I'm sure all of us have times we can look back in our life when we were required to display strength and we did, you know, and it's um testimony to the fact that we can keep on keep on fighting and keep moving forward, you know, and that we do have the ability to do what we want to do. And part of it is embracing the fact that we have to embrace the challenges and the difficult times and that's where the real growth is you know sometimes there's things we have to do that we won't feel like doing but we have to do it and the crazy thing is we're gonna love that we did it after we do it so we should have felt like doing it in the first place <laughs> you know but but yeah so you know that's just what i stand for you know, that's what, uh, that's what I believe in, you know, just having a tenacious spirit, being empathetic and compassionate. That's a little about me. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And I love that. I love that phrase you use, peaceful warrior as well. Um, what do you, what's your kind of understanding of, I, I kind of have my, let's say, interpretation of that phrase, but I'd love to hear what that, what that means for you, um, that kind of peaceful warrior. I guess you've kind of said it as well, but it, it would be cool to kind of, to, to to understand a little bit more about your journey that's led you to that kind of um, identification of, of yourself and your soul. Yeah, for sure, you know, and uh, before I continue, I just want to welcome everybody to the room and um, just say hi to a lot of friends that I see in the audience, you know, I see Lonnie Louis, she came in, you know, it's Lonnie, Lonnie is somebody who, I really admire her perspective, she always comes in, you know, with a refreshing spirit, you know, and um, especially towards mindfulness. So I appreciate her energy. You know, a real girl, you know, another person, another friend who, you know, we've grown in this space and it's just beautiful to see her journey, you know. Um, you know, Row Renders, big up to Row Renders, you know, Web3 women in the house, like, you know, big up Profit. What's up, Profit? What's up, fam? Marty Gerbs, you know, somebody who I developed a really really close relationship with actually you know it's like i've never met marty in person but he's like we're like it's like we're really good friends you know and i mean it's at this point you know when you have like you know when you when you have a really good friend but 
you don't ever you don't have to see them regularly like you couldn't see, like a year could pass and you don't see them and it's like you're right back to it and you know it's it's nice when you develop you know friendships like that black orchid illuminated babe you know what's up from black orchid you know from the same roots you know so big up to black orchid ak and mary Aleda, you know so thank you everybody for joining us and um yeah to your question i'm gonna tell you about me identifying with being a peaceful warrior it comes from like experience you know because i do have an affinity for like spirituality and mindfulness yoga which do helps to cultivate peace in your life and um throughout time though i find i found that i had to add the warrior element to the peaceful element because sometimes you do kind of you have to take life by the handle you know and it's like war and peace kind of in some ways go hand in hand i don't in my opinion i don't think they're equal opposites like i do think an ounce of peace in the face of our ounce of um war does outweigh but i do feel like we all have this war going on in, in inside ourselves and it's a battle that you know we can win and that's part of growth in life you know i like to uh, I like to use like a lot of analogies when it comes to like working out or like farming. So for example, if you have a farm, some mornings you wake up, you just, you probably don't even feel like going out there on the farm to tend to it. You know, it might just be not in the mood. You might be super tired from the day before, but, and I don't know why our brains play these games on us, you know, but you have to find that warrior mentality sometimes to be like, yo, I have to do it, you know, I don't really care about how I feel, if I feel like doing it or not feel like doing it, because I know if I don't go out there and tend to my farm and pull up these weeds, then they're going to take over the whole the whole farm and eventually you have insects, you have pests attacking your farm. You know, if you don't tend to it for three, four days, you realize it might get out of control. So I I... I added that warrior element to the peaceful element for for some balance, you know, and it's like a balance that's necessary. Like in Hindu philosophy, you have the Bhagavad Gita, which is an ancient book written over 4,000 years ago. And the Bhagavad Gita was written on the battlefield. And it was a, it's a conversation between Krishna and Arjuna. And it was written on the battlefield. And really, that book is all about the battle within us. You know, and it's about winning that battle and winning the war in, within ourselves is how we can be able to cultivate peace. And I find life is full of oxymorons like that. You know, like it's just it's just crazy to me how life is full of oxymorons, you know, like you do the hard things and then things become easier. You know, it's like you could just come up with these things over and over again. It's like you need to be patient, but you also need to have a sense of urgency, you know. <laughs> so it's like this the balance is needed you know <laughs> totally yeah absolutely I love that too I I think I I agree with you that the the most universal truths always have that element of paradox to them you know and if it's if it seems like really straightforward then you probably haven't quite understood it you know it's like what they say in in um in Taoism that um the man who speaks, uh, who who says he knows the Tao, or I can't remember the exact quote, I'm going to murder it, but like 
the man who speaks about the Tao doesn't truly know the Tao or something like that. And it's like finding it's so it's so true that I, I, I in my own journey on my own path of to to balance, let's say you realize that it's not something that is ever um it's it's not something that is ever fixed and it's also not something that is ever a destination to be reached and then just like okay cool yeah i'm just chilling here it's it's actually this constant renegotiation of okay now's the time to really push and then you realize like okay cool i've been pushing too much i need to surrender again and that constant listening in and being very attuned to not only yourself but your your relationship to your outer world you know, finding that achievement between your inner experience and the outer experience, which is that I know exactly what you mean when you say that kind of needing that sort of, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be half half, but definitely you need that like that that streak, that warrior streak within the peaceful way, because otherwise it just becomes too much of anything. Right. Like too much sugar is not is not good, you know. And, and um, yeah, I love I love that, that of what you were saying about that. And this is actually something I was going to ask you because I remember that you, 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 when you came to that very first space, what really stuck with me was this beautiful analogy that you made about things, each, everything taking its own time to come to fruition. And that, you know, if you were to harvest a watermelon at the same time that you harvested a tomato, like that watermelon would taste like shit. You need to let the watermelon, um, you know, grow to its fruition on the vine before you harvest it and kind of take it. And we, we were talking about attributing, we were talking about decoupling self-worth from sales within, you know, this Web3 space. And I just really love that. And at that time, it really, it really stuck with me because I really needed to hear it, that, that thing of that, you know, just because you see one person in that moment winning and you're happy, you know, there's, there's like that, that is like that bittersweetness of, oh my God, I'm so happy for you, but oh my God, but where am I in all this? And um, I, and, and then as I've sort of got to know you more through, you know, just seeing you in this space, really seeing that your your identity as a farmer clearly really plays into your entire kind of a perspective on life um and i'd love to yeah i'd just love to hear hear more about that from you and and how that's yeah how how your how your music and your you know you as a musician you as a farmer you as a teacher how how all those things kind of uh interplay yeah they, they do connect a lot you know and i i remember that space is like you know and i, I have these epiphanies like i think it's pretty much daily you know where i i have an epiphany and basically i've turned these epiphanies into original quotes and like these original quotes are kind of based on this book that i'm now writing which all kind of manifested itself you know like I didn't intentionally think I was going to write a book and have a book of quotes and I was going to, you know, be like an inspirational person or anything. Like, I just wanted to connect more with myself and I just really started to meditate a lot and create like a a practice, you know. So, you know, create have this like meditation practice every day and there was like a point... You know, there's a point where these revelations started coming to me. And I start. I think it started off by me noticing the lessons in everyday, everyday life. So these quotes, these epiphanies actually come from me working through life. 
you know and like that whole story about the harvesting a watermelon and a tomato it's like it's just one day i was i was like you know on the farm and i just you know there was these tomatoes that were ready but the watermelons weren't full yet and uh you know just thinking to myself that you know in life like we if you compare yourself if you watch what everybody else is doing and you know you try to compare yourself with other people that could allow you to not really see your full potential if you try to match somebody else's energy. And it's like if that watermelon tried to compete with the tomato and wanted to harvest after six weeks, when it takes 10 weeks for a watermelon to mature, you would never see its full potential. So it's like you have to harvest your talent at your own pace, you know? And it's like these, these epiphanies that I have, they come from noticing things in everyday life but then it came from me. I, I'm not, I can't attribute it to my physical self. Like I actually don't know where they come from, but they just come. And what I'll share with everybody is that there was a period in my life. So there was this time in my life when things really came to a head, you know, like, you know, at this time I was, I was farming at a big farm. I was, you know, I was farming some marijuana and, rain fell and you know the whole plot got destroyed and you know it was really it was it was a wasn't a good time you know and um i remember i wrote this letter i started writing this letter you know I started writing this letter to the universe or to god or you know it's like i just started out this letter like dear god and i just started writing and eventually turned into a poem and then it's like i started answering all the questions i was asking like it's like myself was kind of answering back myself. And then this created a whole other journey where I started doing this journal every day where I basically just converse with myself type thing. And this is another thing along with the quotes and epiphanies is something else that started to happen that I really can't, I didn't intentionally go about it in this way. I knew I wanted to help be a light in this world like uh, i knew that i wanted i wanted my existence to be more than about me and i kept wondering how can i do that because i wanted to renounce the world and like go away in the hills and like just be like this meditation you know just be a monk and i realized that wasn't my journey like my journey was actually to share with people and to to help others, you know, and but I didn't know how to go about that. So these kind of things, practices started showing up. And then I started finding little ways where I could help others. And then that's why you'd see me come into the space that you were in. And I would share that just because I feel like, hey, maybe it might help somebody. Not in any big way, not trying to, you know, be anything, just trying to help other people. And this all comes from just the, my environment. So it's like farming, being into spirituality, you know, writing music. It's like everything is just all this holistic combination. I eventually started coding and I realized that I like coding because it's like you create from a blank piece of paper, just like you write a song. So just like oh, I love writing songs from a blank piece of paper, I was wondering, why do I like to code? And then I figured out that, oh, it's just kind of a similar process. 
So I like all of all, I said all of that to say that it comes from just me trying to learn more about myself, and I'm still learning. But from that, yeah, I started to figure out what do I want to be in this world? Like, who do I want to be? How do I want to treat others? How do I want to serve? And started writing down a list of words and then coming, in, coming down to three words. And basically, it's like, I do music, inspiration, and community. And within those things, my focus is health, alignment, and productivity. And that's that's the simplest way i can break it down in like three words for each thing you know it's like music inspiration community health alignment productivity and it took me a while to really figure out what i but once i figured that out once i once i figured out these words that i can really these are the things that describe what i do then from there I'm able to understand what kind of activities align with who I want to be. That's that's so beautiful. And I think that process of of getting clear on I think you know what we are who who we are of course changes as we move through life right but I think as we as we start to get older and we're through that like very volatile time of our, you know, of our kind of like a young adulthood and we start to kind of mature into something that feels a little more fixed and stable in terms of how we how we move through the world. Starting to get clear on those things can be so helpful because it's kind of it's like that process of as you were just talking about uh, how reflections on on, you know, tending to your farm and sort of being let's say in in relationship to nature then become lessons that you can actually apply to your own life and your own growth i think it's it's that same thing isn't it of knowing what um you know you can't control as you were talking it was just kind of reminding me of something that always used to come back to me at a certain point in my life of you can't control exactly how a flower is going to bloom you can't you can't control it's not it's not down to you to sort of decide which way it's going to grow and like when when the leaves are going to form and when exactly the flower is going to bloom all that you can control are the conditions that are going to allow that flower to bloom right and i feel like in in that process of you getting clear on those things of of you know what you stand for it's kind of like okay these are these are the these are the these are the different let's say you know these are kind of like the things that i can that I know that I can sort of draw on and then how that comes into the world. As you said, you didn't know that you that you were gonna write an inspirational book before you did it, but it's that it's so perfectly um links back to those those words that you were talking about, right? Um yeah, that that's really awesome. Um that's so cool that you code as well. I didn't realize um that that you did that too. That's awesome. Because one of the questions that I was also going to ask you was how i suppose so so for your for your last drop i when when i saw people receiving i know you sort of had the it was a video right was on glass protocol um and then everybody who purchased that video received an an actual physical manga have i got that right yeah you got it right cool cool and so when i saw that i thought oh my god that's so cool that you've kind of gone that extra mile to turn something which is purely digital into something physical and it kind of just had me reflecting on that difference between I suppose um, not difference but let's say contrasting experiences of being in this web3 space which predominantly is completely digital and therefore quite abstract 
Um, and then, you know, in terms of like writing code, again, for this sort of digital liminal space that we can't exactly touch, but then also at the same time being a farmer and therefore working, you know, with the land and, and with your hands in the earth. And um, yeah, I just, um, I just, I wonder how, how that, how that feels for you kind of having those feet in, in both, in both worlds. Yeah, I mean, my favorite, you know, it's crazy because as much as like, I'm in love with the Web3 space and really like immersed in it, you know, it's like I, I, I built a following in Web2, then got onboarded in Web3 in, in last year, December, and really just kind of just fell in love with the technology. But my favorite part of that drop was seeing people receive the mangas. Like, I'm super grateful that, you know, they were collected and I, um, people collected my NFTs, especially such an ambitious drop doing like 50 editions. I think even thinking that you can sell 50 editions is super ambitious and very scary, like, you know. And um, so I was super grateful that it was a success. And But the feeling I get when I see somebody send me a picture that they received it in the end like they they have it they have something physical that they're touching like it gives me a really good feeling like that that's actually my favorite part of the drop like seeing people tweet that hey i just received my manga in the mail it's like wow amazing i know going forward <laughs> i don't think i can do another collection and not include physical items or even have like some sort of raffle or something for physical items because it's just cool. And I think one one thing also that you provided is it helped me to introduce it to my Web2 audience as well. So it was these 50 mangas, only 50 will ever be printed. So there's a 50 edition collection, only 50 mangas will be printed. So in a way, this limited edition vibe, I also, you know, went on Instagram and I was like, hey, you know, I got this 50 editions and even people who weren't into NFTs, you know, sent me a message about it and five of them were collected by people who didn't care about the NFT, like who just found the fact that they own one of the only 50, you know, got one. So that opened my eyes, you know, and it's there's some there's still some thoughts going on in my mind about how that went down and how I can move forward with that type of information. But my favorite part was seeing people collect the like get the physical item, and it was a really dope process. Um, and I can tell that even collectors themselves receiving a physical item, it gave them another feeling like it's one thing to collect the nft and to support me as an artist because i see it as like a crowdfund you know like i see nfts and web3 as a way to crowdfund and help me do more art and make more art you know and it's like collectors are like people who believe in me as an artist and want to see me win so I think even if they didn't get the manga, they would want to support, but then them getting it, it creates an, another level of connection that 
you know, you can't discount that. And um, at this point, you know, I, I need to figure out how I'm going to deliver on more utility because that's the next thing. When you start to innovate, you kind of want, you, you don't want to take steps back. You know, it's like you want to improve on what you did. So, but it was a really good experience, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. And I saw people as well saying that there was personal messages in each of the mangas. Is that right? And if so, how did you how did you kind of decide what you were going to uh, write in terms of personalized messages? You know, that I must tell you about that. So the personal messages, I sat down and I wrote from the heart every single message. And I realized the only way, so it took me a while. It took me about two weeks to finish writing all the message to everyone. And the reason it took me that long is because I realized I couldn't write a heartfelt message if I did them back to back to back. Like, you know, I can really write, I figured, I figured out that I can write a heartfelt message, maybe three or four a day. And I find if I space them out and I sit down and I, and I really put all my heart, my soul, my mind into each message, it would have been better for me to spend the time and limit the amount I did per day. So I did like three to four each day and I'd wake up in the morning, I'd write one message, go do a workout or a meditation, write another message and take a break in the evening. And then that way, it allowed me to really write and craft a message to each person. I know like there's people in the audience, Marty, Marty got one, you know, Spence got one. And like, I wrote personal messages to them from my heart, you know, and um, I know they, f I know they felt it, you know, they could see, they could see that. But I, and that's another part of it that I enjoyed too. It's like, you know, a lot of them, I, I started off by saying, it's kind of so cool to be addressing you through pen and paper, you know, <laughs> when it's connected to such a digitally centric world, you know, so to, for me to be writing you something with pen and paper is cool. And, you know, just signing all of them and everything. So now I'm thinking about, man, I have to do something else, like maybe vinyl, a vinyl record next, um, or maybe not next, but after this next collection, because I have a next collection coming up. And, you know, that collection, I'm looking to include my quotes. So it's possible that this time around, everybody gets like a mug with a quote on it. So me, and, you know, like one of my quotes. Oh, I love is, that. That's really cool. Yeah. So, and it's that like they're like one of one quotes. So, and it's going to be very few editions, no more than 20, you know, 10 to 20. So, and only one quote each edition so like one quote is nothing is in question once you become the answer so it'll be a blind mint and when you mint that you, you won't know which quote you get until the reveal but whatever quote you get you get to choose how you want to receive the quote like do you want it on a mug do you want it on a t-shirt do you want it on a tote bag however you want the quote like i'll fulfill that for you and um, I'm toying with a few different designs right now. Um, but if you go to my pin tweet, so the design most likely will be with that car, but not with the flames, but with the car. And instead of the ready to go, 
the quote would be we're ready to go is because the song is called ready to go so it's basically a song that comes with a quote and it's you know i have so many things going on that i'm trying to tie them together because these quotes are part of a collection called the sky starter quote collection and this collection is basically a perpetual one that i'll continue adding to for the rest of my life you know i'm always coming up with these quotes but they'll be one of ones so for the rest of my life uh, i'll be adding to the sky starter quote collection maybe we we, we like have different gen like a gen one gen two type thing um so this would be the gen one of the quotes and these quotes lead to a book that i'm writing and basically each quote is like uh part of a cha- part of each chapter you know so everything is a story and slowly my story is coming together even i am not fully clear but as i go along with my intentions it becomes clearer and you know just you know how this project next project is coming together as i speak to you um you know everything looks so the quotes come then you know next is the book of quotes it most likely will be a book where it will come out maybe early January where it's like a journal book. So you have like 365 quotes and it'll be at the top of the page and but it will be a blank page and like you can just journal based on that quote or or whatever you want, you know? And then after that will be actually a book that I write. So it will be my first book, you know? And um and, and this and this is part of the story and just to wrap it up it's like these songs are part of an album that i just finished and i've never revealed the name of the album but my spirit is telling me to reveal it now and like the name of my album is called the sun never sets start from the sky volume one so the sun never sets is the name of this album i'm going to be releasing early november and my book is also going to be called the sun never sets and start from the sky that's my whole it's like my my whole motto the sky is the start start from the sky the sky starters you know and that's that's everything is leading up to this story i see eventually it leading up to like a pfp collection called the sky starters with a bunch of different characters you know but i take it one step at a time Omotayo, you know don't put all the pressure on myself to do everything today but i understand that i need to be patient but at the same time have a sense of urgency absolutely it's so cool to hear everything that's coming together for you and to just hear something that i feel that i'm maybe experiencing in a similar way in my own way for for my own path but um and i was talking with taro about this the the other amazing artist, singer-songwriter in this space, Taro, last, uh, a couple of weeks ago about this sense of purpose and kind of getting this feeling from her that what is what Web3 is enabling her to do is suddenly all these different strands of who she is kind of weaving together, allowing her to build, not only kind of tell her story through her music, but also build it, build her community around, you know, what what I suppose lights her up and it's really cool to hear you speaking and hear you know something an amalgamation of skills and passions and interests 
and inspirations which feel so unique to you kind of coming together in this beautiful way um and i would i would ask because i know that for some people and i say this because i remember very much being at this point um where the word purpose kind of is scary it's intimidating because people you know some people feel like they they feel very far from this sense of okay cool i've really kind of hit my stride all the things that i love are weaving together in this beautiful way um but it's really what what i kind of hear in what you're saying is is really sort of like taking your time to allow each step to present itself right but um I'd love to hear whether you have, you know, if someone who who was feeling, who who wasn't feeling like they'd quite yet found their path and found that their momentum and their stride, what kind of advice would you would you give that person? Definitely, you know, I think one of the most powerful things are are questions, you know, and like we have the answers, then it's like asking the right questions. But I do realize that even if you ask yourself a proper question, right, and you answer it today, it takes consistent, consistently returning to it to keep track of where you are in relation to where you want to be and to consistently have clarity on what's going on. So, you know, this week you might understand, you know, you might, sit down and write your goals but we all know how life goes and two weeks pass and all of a sudden you don't feel as close to them as you were when you sat down and wrote them on the page so creating like a practice you know especially a daily practice you know where you can ask yourself certain questions can help to become more clear on things so i'll share and definitely like a weekly recap, you know, and if you have like a partner who you could go on a phone call with for like 15 minutes just to recap with each other, that can help. So first off, I think journaling is like super powerful, you know, because what journaling does, it can reveal to you things that on your like things that are on your mind that you don't even know really are weighing on you until they hit the page. And it does give you like a sense of release, you know, when you free journal, like you just kind of thought dump. There's power in that, like unintentional journaling where you just thought dumping. And then also intentional journaling where now you're kind of writing your goals. You're figuring, what do I want? So here's a few questions that we could ask ourselves, you know, consistently is like, you know, like, who am I? Like, who do I want to be? Like, what what are my values? Like, what do I value? Like, how do I want to treat other people? You know? And it's also arriving, understanding your relation to other people. You know, I saw this saying where it's like, you can walk in a room full of people and be like, hey, here I am, look at me. Or you can walk in a room and be like, hey, there you are. You know? And... It's just two different ways to go about things. And um, it's just how do you want to treat others? How do you want to serve? And then to also think about like what kind of skills are needed to for you to serve in an excellent way. 
Because it doesn't really matter how it doesn't really matter what the thing is or how you want to serve, but it's just developing the skills in that thing that you in that practice that you want to practice. So it's like understanding what skills are going to help me serve in an excellent way, and build a calendar around it, but like a realistic calendar. Like so, there's an intentional way of going about it. Like you know, your calendar is your rock. But make a realistic one, you know. On days when I'm not feeling all the way up to it, like I just think, you know, what's one thing I can achieve today that can make me feel good about today? And if it's that I just go for a run, a half hour run, then that's it. That's what's gonna make me feel good about today. And then tomorrow we try and pick things up even further, you know. So questions I like to ask myself daily that help me get more in touch with. Who I want to be and where I am is like, what am I excited about today? Like, who needs me on my A game today? Um, what's a situation that might trip me up today, and how can I, how can I go about things so it doesn't trip me up? You know, so those are a few questions you can ask. Like, what are the big projects that I'm working on that even if I don't work on them today, that should be on my mind? That's a powerful one, you know. So it does, does it, and it's it's powerful and it's like relieving, cause it's letting you know, hey, keep this on your mind, but it's not like you have to go at it today. But remember that here's this big project that you know. So you think about those things at the end of the day. You think about what moment did I appreciate today? Like what was one thing I appreciated today? And you think about how could I make today better? One question I like to ask myself at the end of the day is like, based on what I did today, who am I becoming? And sometimes we don't like the answers to these questions because it's not always a good answer. <laughs> but at least it gives us clarity on where we are and moving forward instead of these days just slipping by us. And even if you miss a few days, I think the point I'm trying to get across is that questions are powerful and asking yourself consistent questions will make it more more likely that you you follow through on the things that you want to do and you will become even more clear about those things and about who you want to be yeah that's beautiful i love i love that question too this idea of you know even if you don't have a, a a clear clear answer but this kind of who am i becoming i remember that being such a big thing for me when when i found out i was pregnant for example and 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 thinking about what kind of a mother I wanted to be, and um, you know, also it, what what kind of what kind of conditions of of life are going to support me in becoming the mother that I want to be, and becoming the, the woman that I want to be, you know, more more freedom, more spaciousness, more abundance, in order to have that time. Because what the question I loved that you just said there was that kind of who needs me on my A game today because one day you know I'm speaking from the position of a parent here but of like okay well today it's my daughter that needs me on my a-game so then you kind of it kind of helps you to focus on okay well that's 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 where I am at you know I'm in my like nurturing space today but another day it's like okay you know for example my collective is like okay OC needs me on my a-game today or like loser club needs me on my a-game today so then it's a very different it's it's kind of allowing that sort of beautiful kaleidoscope of identities to present themselves and and you know like come to the fore at different times in your life um i think one thing 
that you that you said as well that that really struck a chord with me was the idea of keeping things in your mind but not necessarily feeling like you need to act on them and that's a huge thing that's definitely such a big thing for me in especially I'd say since since having since having my daughter it's really encouraged me to surrender a lot more and not feel like I need to always be taking action that sometimes it's not about being in control it's actually about just surrendering and being being present for what is what is presenting itself to you rather than needing to be proactive and um, I've really found that 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 space of being aware that there's a question that is as yet unanswered but you don't need to answer it with your head you could like I've really really fell into that especially in web3 and my own kind of journey as a as a musician through web3 of this kind of okay this there's a there's a question here I don't even know what the question is but I know that something needs to shift and then suddenly the people the conversations the insights the downloads that help you to answer that question start to come in when you don't kind of it's like looking at something, but indirectly, you know, that can sometimes be like the most magic way to look at things, I think. Um, we also had a question um, for you from the audience, uh, Everflow, if you wouldn't mind answering. So this kind of takes us back to what we were talking about earlier, this idea of finding the lesson in our daily experience. And this question is from Ro Renders. He asks, does finding life lessons in everything you do ever get to you? Or do you have advice for that? Oh, no, it never gets to me. Like, they come at the right time. They always come at the right time, you know? Like, the, I, I ne the it never gets to me when I, I learn a, a lesson. Because if, it's, if, it's, uh, if, if you receive it in the right way, it can only make it better. So... You know, definitely can't get to get to me. You know, maybe the situation that caused me to learn the lesson. <laughs> maybe in that situation, you know, I might have felt away, but you know, you always, I always come out of it realizing that there was something to learn. You know, and you know, I'm gonna tell you, like, if you really think, like, I have like all these ideas, right? So like, I could, I have to center myself like you know I, I have to really intentionally moment by moment understand that i can only do one thing right now you know it's like if i sit at a desk i have to just decide what's the one thing i'm doing right now you know because you have all these ideas you want to do all these things you want to have these cool contracts and cool drops and you know you want to make this beat write this song this person wants to do these collabs you want to write this book you know like you have people depending on you you know so it's like you have you have those goals but then you just have to like take a breath and just decide like you know like like what's the one thing i'm doing right now and then you just put your all into that one thing you know, and you move to the next thing, you know, and the hardest part sometimes is transitioning between tasks, you know, and having like certain rituals help. Like for me, if I'm moving from, if I'm moving from like, let's say, you know, I've just finished a workout and like, I, I want to go study or I want to go write a song, like I have to move from segment to segment intentionally. 
and like really let myself know, okay, I'm entering this new segment where I want to do this new thing, you know, and I have to take a breath and like just release and center myself and move on from the previous activity and know, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. And then breaks are so important. Like uh, the power of a 15 minute walk, I can't tell you, you know, I just stepping out for five minutes, like it's so powerful, you know? So, the, and these are all the little life lessons you you learn by trying to do too much in one day and then realize, okay, I had all these things on my to-do list. I only got this done. And then day by day, you know, you, you learn new things and I never get tired of it, you know? Like, and my advice, like to anybody, like, you know, say so you're saying, if I have advice, if life lessons do get to you, um, I would love to talk to Ro myself, like if he could come up, like, cause I would want to know how it does get to him, like how does a life lesson get to him. Um, but I can, you know, honestly say that throughout all the darkest moments, I just realized how strong I was, and there was part of me that was always there that was never tainted, you know, like. I realized no matter what I went through, there was always a part of me that remained pure, like remained strong. And that's beautiful because a lot of people are dealing with like childhood traumas. People are dealing with, people are dealing, like people are suffering in silence, yo. Like millions of people, like millions. Like people are not talking about what they're going through, right? Like people are going through it. Everybody is going through something. And most people are not talking about it. Most people are holding that in. Most people are afraid. Most people don't know who to talk to. They don't know who's going to judge them. They don't know. A lot of people are suffering in silence. A lot of people been abused, been traumatized, and they don't know who to talk to. They don't, they don't even know how to deal with it. And we're talking about grown people who've been on this earth 30, 40, 50 years still wondering why something that happened 30, 35 years ago is still in your head. Like, you know, like people are going through it. And like, I have so much compassion for, for everyone because be, best believe it. Like we see, like we see each other every day. And look, this is just how society reads us to put on our best self. You know, you go to work, you don't want to carry a long face. Nobody wants a complainer. Nobody likes somebody who whines all the time. Nobody wants somebody complaining all the time. Nobody wants anybody projecting their stuff on them. And I get that poise. Like, we do have this poise that we do have to maintain. But best believe behind it all, people are going through it. And it's like, I have so much compassion for for everyone, you know, and... I say that to say, like, there is a part of us that does remain pure, like, through all the abuse, the trauma, the difficulties, the hardships, the lessons, like, there is something that remains pure and that we can tap into that is untainted, you know? I really do believe that. And it's it's not an easy thing. It's easy to talk about. It's easy to talk about. But when you're alone, and you're not talking, and you're not in a space, and you're alone with yourself and your thoughts, everybody has to sit with that. And I just want to send love to everybody, you know, um, 
who's feeling like that and who feels like they don't have somebody to talk to or they don't even know how to deal with the things that are going on in their mind. Just, just want everyone to know that there is a part of you that remains untainted by all the chaos and confusion and there is a way to tap into it and i don't have all the answers but i do know that our breath is powerful and being able to sit in a silent room with yourself and just breathe is powerful and to know that you are special like you are here for a reason and no matter how somebody can physically, what somebody can say to you physically or do to you physically, say to you verbally, no matter what, there's a part of you they can't touch, you know? And you only you have access to that part. Nobody else has access to that part, that untainted, pure part of your spirit. Nobody else has access to it except you. And in a silent room, when you have all the thoughts, using your breath, you can connect to it and find some solace, if it's even just for a moment. Thank you so much, Everflow. Uh, Jackie, I wonder if we could get Ro up on stage just so he can just so he can connect with Everflow in real time, if possible. That would be great. I think he's requested to come up. Um, that would, yeah, that would be. That amazing. was all we needed. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, how are you here? How are <laughs> What's up, Everflow? Yeah, no, that that. The question earlier, so um, I've been listening to you talk, man, and honestly, it's, I don't want to say that it gets answering, like, questions that I, like, dialogues that I have with myself, but it's when, when everything becomes a lesson, like, it gets to the point where, like, <laughs> sometimes I, you know what I mean, some days I just don't want to learn a lesson, it feels like, you know what I mean, like, not even necessarily a lesson, it's just, like, kind of seeing things differently and 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 trying to trying to change and move in the right way where everything kind of starts talking to you and I'm not necessarily like I you know what I mean I don't even have a, a, a routine that I do every day you know what I mean so it's like it gets to the point where all the information starts to like jumble together if that makes sense and I think you answered it for me too in the same breath where it was like taking that time and, and kind of like, you know, and breathing with it and breathing with the information rather than getting frantic and getting scared or getting, you know what I mean? Or whatever emotions come up. Um, I always find that like after, you know, like after a week of just kind of like, you know, lessons coming to me or learning things as the weeks go on, like it just becomes kind of draining and, and frustrating because the rest of life don't stop, you know what I mean? And um, so I guess that was mainly uh, like my question to it was just like, how do you, how do you, you know, translate that information that you're getting constantly from your, you know, from growing, like I was listening to the things you were saying about, you know, even watching your plants grow and watching your fruit grow. It's, like there's so there's so many lessons in that you know what i mean like there's so many life lessons in just what you do every day and um and was just wondering how you kind of digest the information as it comes rather than letting you know the information kind of you know overflow um if that makes any sense <laughs> no I, I totally get it i understand you know I, I totally get what you're saying and like i appreciate like 
the question and like for you coming up and like i definitely would love to for anybody else in the audience like please feel free to come up and like vibe with us because you know i would just love to hear your thoughts like i would love to learn from somebody else too you know so like feel free to request to come up to speak um yeah and like for me like lessons is like I guess I find it so beautiful because I feel like something is speaking to me and I don't know what it is, but it's like, I'm so grateful that I receive a message, you know, and, you know, maybe I, I think it's more special than it is, you know, <laughs> you know, but I think it's cool when, you know, we can at least identify something to help us move on, but understand where you're coming from, where it's like, well, if you learn, you just don't want to learn a lesson today, like, can it, can today just go smoothly and, you know, <laughs> I get it, bro, I understand. No, for real, and, like, and that's where the, and, and I, I would say, like, that's probably the, as bad as the feelings get, you know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, I, I think that, you know, I am grateful for it, even when it is overwhelming, because I always have like the thoughts where I'd rather have the less, I'd rather have the lesson that I don't want at the moment than not have the lesson at all. You know what I'm saying? And um, no, for real, like you've dropped a lot of gems <laughs> on me, even, you know, being here, which I should have known anytime I'm around Omo, it's just always good energy and vibes. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, like this is, this is beautiful to listen to because I, I feel like this past week, it hasn't been like my, my week hasn't been as draining as it normally is. You know what I mean? And I think in, in that, in that little piece of clarity, like I'm able to kind of like, you know what I mean? Digest the things that I haven't been digesting and, and kind of, you know, trying to be patient with myself. And I think that's kind of where I get like, you know, the exhaustion from it's like, I grew up not really ever being able to talk to anybody about things that I'm learning or things that I'm going through and stuff like that. And it's just recently this past year that I've been able to do that. And I think when you when you're in a phase of learning lessons constantly from like, you know, whether that's from things that, you know, you do every day, or, you know, like, like you said, the lessons just kind of pop out at you. It's, it just gets heavy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it just gets heavy, like things become a lot more real than before the conversation had that you were having with yourself. You know what I mean? And, and I think that's just more or less is like, how do you deal with that? And I think you said it best was just kind of like, I don't know, I've just been, you know, trying to be patient with myself and that's like one lesson because it's that's not something that I really grew up with was patience or tolerance or you know even being open to receiving those messages um because I think some people just get those messages and they get scared because most people would rather not confront the demon you know what I mean and I don't think I've ever been afraid to confront those things you know what I mean especially the negativity the negativity that you find in yourself but when you're when you're used to not being able to talk about those things out loud it gets to a point where you get tired of hearing it you know what I mean even yourself like no one wants to listen to these things you know what I mean so why should I have to listen to them and um but I don't know. I I jump back and forth all the time with you know with growing and maturing, um, you know, because I grew up without a lot of those 
tools, the tools that I have now, I didn't have before, you know what I mean? And, and I, I think it just gets to the point where everything becomes overwhelming, <laughs> but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to strive through it and fight through it. Like hearing you talk about your life is like, I'm, I, I want to get to that point where everything is accepted and nothing is kind of like pushed to the side and stuff like that. So I appreciate you for sharing everything and I appreciate you for taking the time and, and talking to me about, you know, um, the little question I had. <laughs> so I appreciate you. Yeah, that was beautiful, Roy. Um, Everflow, thanks for getting Roy off it. That's, that's, that's really nice to actually hear that question from, you know, actually from your lips, Roy. Thanks for coming up again. Um, I think in terms of everything that you're saying as well and, and everything that Everflow is saying, for me, I feel, I feel like even just this, this space that we've, that we've held this past hour, I, it's, it's made me feel energetically, I feel like I've slowed down. And I think that having a little bit more space to stop or just to slow down is so is is probably like the greatest tonic for that feeling of overwhelm you know or that that's been my experience anyway and just even just listening to everflow to listening to you talking everflow and the i don't know just like the considered uh, the, the considered intentional um approach to life with that element of patience which i think like especially when when you're somebody who who works with the land and is is a steward of the earth of the planet patient like you can't do without patience right and i think that i i'm really that's definitely something that i'm going to be taking away from from this space is just sinking back into and recentering back into you know your own every everybody's own timing like my own timing having patience for for my own unfolding as it were um so thank you so much for coming up um i know everflow threw it out to the floor so just just asking again in case there's anybody else who wants to speak to him while we've got him <laughs> um before we wrap up the space so feel free to to throw up a hand if you want to come up or request to speak jackie if, if we could bring anybody up if they want to come up um but if not then everflow any closing thoughts from you i know you've spoken about your your book and also thank you so much for sharing the name of your album in this space that you have only up until now kept to yourself so that's a massive honor thank you so much for sharing for anybody that missed that uh, everflow maybe you can throw it for us again and maybe just share i don't know one of the quotes that is that is from your collection that you're really loving at the moment and and just give us a little a little reflection on that on that quote to close out the space yeah for sure so the name of uh, my upcoming album is called the sun never sits start from the sky volume one so it's the first of a trilogy of three volumes. And this first one is called The Sun Never Sits because, you know, and that, that whole Sun Never Sits idea comes from, it's like, there's always a bright side to look on, you know, like there's always a positive side to look on things. And it's like, even if, like the sun is always shining. Like even if the moon was trying to block the sun, like the sun still shines regardless, you know, even even behind the moon. So just because even if somebody tries to dull your light or dim your light supposedly, 
right? That doesn't that has nothing to do with the fact that your light is shining or not. Like just because somebody stands in front of a bulb doesn't mean that the bulb still isn't shining. So, you know, keep shining. You know, like your light is worth shining and no one can stop your light from shining. You know, so don't focus on anybody trying to block your light because focus on continuing to shine your light, you know. And if, you're, if your light keeps on shining, then nothing can dim it. Like even in an eclipse, when the, the entire place is fully dark, the sun is still shining regardless. And, you know, that's where the whole idea of the sun that was set come from, comes from. And, um, like, the quote collection that's, you know, part of the collection of quotes and music that's coming out in, like, my favorite one of them is, like, you know, nothing is in question once you become the answer, you know? And um, that's, I'm still thinking about, like, what's the name of, like, you know, the book of quotes? And, like, and it's, like, that one is, that one is standing out as, like, the one that's going to be the name of the book, of course. Like, nothing is in question once you become the answer. You know, it's, like, there's a deeper current flowing through the waves of life, you know, which is the essence of our existence. And it's, like, the current is in the ether, it's in the wind, it spins the earth. You know, it's in our breath. It's con consistently beats our heart. It, you know, it's the same intelligence that wanes and waxes the moon. And, you know, we roam. We roam about egotistically. You know, like thinking that we are intelligent, but like this current is the intelligence. Like this current is a currency. You know, and it's the truest measure of our wealth and prosperity. So just know that the current that's beneath everything else is like the major currency. And from that, it's like everything else comes from that, including the monetary currency that we all love so much, you know? And from that currency, you know, we're able to create, you know? And it's like from this spirit that a lot of the ideas that have helped shape our existence today, you know, men have, and women have, you know, formulated these ideas almost out of thin air and man has come a far away, you know. It's like we've built up things in the earth and they've been destroyed and we're back here building again. And then you look at ancient civilizations and you see like the technology that they were working with. It's almost seemed like they were more advanced than us right now, you know, and now we're here and we're advancing again technologically. And just in the last hundred years, you know, if you think about what we've done, you know, as women and men and non-binary people, like we've we've made a lot of advancements. And where did it where did it, does it all stem from? It comes from like ideas, like somebody had an image, a hunch, an inspiration, then they started to fashion this image with their hands and through trial and error. You know, they created things and we are here amidst all of that. And we can do the same with whatever we do with our lives, you know, whether you're a hairdresser or a landscaper or a musician or a nurse, you know, whatever you do, like we have access to the same intelligence that's all pervading. And um, it's, there to, it's here to support us in what we do, 
and nothing can dim that nothing can exhaust that it's inexhaustible illuminable illimitable unchangeable manifested and unmanifested so you know stay confident that opportunities are never lost like everything is never lost you know there's always so when you feel like you you know there's a saying when one door closed another door opened you know and and it's facts you know just because you plant a seed today and it didn't grow how you want it to grow you can plant the next seed tomorrow and you know the opportunity for another seed to grow in the same soil in the same spot is possible you might plant a seed in the same spot in the same soil sometimes you might have to move over a few inches or you know a few feet but opportunities are never lost and you know it's inexhaustible and the opportunity is always there for us to pick ourselves up from where we are and keep moving forward confidently because that's what a lot of us deal with is like setbacks you know and trying to pick yourself up from a setback another thing we deal with is like having to deal with failure in front of others you know i think some of the things that hold us back is the fact that like for example when you do something in this space and you fail or quote unquote fail because we're all learning and experimenting you know but if if it doesn't go the way you expect it to go it's just because everybody sees that it went that way. That's what creates the fear. It's not necessarily that we fear the failure. It's just that we fear everybody seeing it, you know? So just, you know, just kind of want to reassure everybody just to stick to your guns and like keep your confidence going. And like, even in those dark moments, like understand that there is a ray of hope, you know, for you. And there is a bright side to look on. Thank you. Thank you so much, Everflow. Oh, wow. I feel like I just need to take a little deep breath before I close this out and just allow us all to just receive the the gems, the pearls of wisdom from this past just over an hour. Thank you so much for coming on the, the show, Everflow. It's been beautiful. I feel deeply nourished and grounded by our conversation and all of your insights. Um, this has been this has been a, re a really beautiful soul session and, and I'm really grateful for you coming on. As always, Jackie and the Huddling team, thank you so much for offering this platform for me to to uh, run this podcast and, and have these beautiful conversations. And thank you to everybody who's tuned in today um, and has kind of either either come in halfway through or stuck with us from the beginning. Appreciate you all.